reading from Luke 2, 1 to 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Micah 5, 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be a ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Emmanuel, the name Emmanuel means God with us. Our God, the creator of the universe, has revealed himself to us. That is truly an amazing thing. That God, the creator of all, would choose to reveal himself to us as people. We celebrate the birth of the Messiah tonight, the Messiah Jesus, as that point in human history that God came to dwell among his people in the flesh to love and to lead us home. And God has revealed Himself to us from the very beginning. The first words that we know of from God in the first chapter of Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, God says, let there be light. And there was light. In the very beginning, He revealed Himself to us. Before the sun was even created, He said, let there be light. His glory, even then, shone all around, and it overcame the darkness. In the burning bush, in the pillar of fire, God was a light, comforting His people and leading them to safety. Jesus Himself said, I am the light of the world. And so God revealed the birth of the Messiah to His people. He revealed His plan for a Redeemer through the prophets, as you just read. He announced the good news by His angels. He proclaimed the birth of the Savior to the shepherds, and He spread the truth through the Magi. This is part of God's bigger plan. He revealed His plan for a Redeemer through the prophets. The people of Israel had anticipated the coming of Messiah because God had promised that He would send one. You know, at Christmas time, we all make preparations, right? And I'm sure most, if not all of you, were running around today 
making last-minute preparations. My wife and I actually journeyed out to the Costco today. But believe it or not, it wasn't as crowded. Yes, thank you. It wasn't as crowded as we thought it would be. What a, a, a Christmas miracle that was, a blessing. But, you know, everybody is out making last-minute preparations. And the people of Israel as a nation were longing for their Messiah. They were being prepared. Their goal was to be prepared for when God would send their Savior. And they needed to keep the faith to believe. Back in Genesis 22, it says, And through your offering, all nations on earth will be blessed. He says that to his servant Abraham. And so we know through Abraham, through his lineage, through King David, we see in the genealogy of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, it says that Jesus is the son of David, the son of Abraham. So we know that the Messiah was promised, going all the way back to Abraham. The same genealogy, it says, as it lists Jesus as a descendant of Jacob, it harkens back to Numbers 24. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. His birth was foretold. It was read to us in Isaiah 7.14. 700 years before the birth of Christ. Emmanuel means God with us. He is the Son of God. So Jesus is truly God with us. See, there is true importance in what we call the incarnation. And that means God coming to dwell among His people in the flesh. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. But the purpose truly was not necessarily just for the Savior to taste food and to feel sorrow. The Son of God came in the flesh in order to be the Savior to humankind. It was necessary for Him to be born under the law, as it says in Galatians. For all of us have failed to fulfill God's law. But Christ came in the flesh under the law to fulfill the law on our behalf. But it was also necessary as we celebrate tonight the birth of the Savior, it was necessary that God would come in the form of a man so that His blood would ultimately be shed for the forgiveness of sins. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So a blood sacrifice requires a body of flesh and blood. Without the incarnation, Christ could not really die. The cross would be meaningless. We saw in Isaiah 9.6 and in Micah 5.2 more prophecies about the coming birth of Messiah. And then we see in Isaiah 53 His purpose. For the Savior, it says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. It goes on to describe how he truly was like a sheep led to the slaughter. And it says of us, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, 
And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. So why do I read that passage from Isaiah 53 on Christmas Eve? Because God revealed himself to the world. He did so first through the prophets by giving them the plan that although sin had entered into God's story, in His compassion and loving kindness, He would send a way for us, His people, to be reconciled back to Him. We say amen to that. And that is done in the person of Jesus Christ and in Him alone. And so we celebrate tonight the fact that God kept His promise and sent into the world to dwell among us a Savior. stand together and we'll sing that great song, O Holy Night, that was written and based upon that beautiful poem written so many years ago. Let's sing it together, O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining, it is the night of the dear Savior's birth. 
sing about in songs like this, O Holy Night. We thank You. We thank You and we praise You that You are holy. You call us to be holy. Thank You. Praise Your name. Amen. You may be seated. Luke 2, 8-14 And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. 
and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Luke 1, 26-33 And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And so God reveals himself and reveals his plan to send a Savior through the prophets. And then when the time quickly approaches, in his perfect timing, he sends his angels to bring the good news. It truly is a supernatural event that the Messiah would be born of the Virgin Mary. And so God proclaims it in a supernatural way through the angels. For it is time, and the time of fulfillment of His promise is almost here. So He sends His angels to announce the good news to Mary. And as we see the story of the birth of Jesus unfold in Luke 1 and then in Luke 2, what we just read brings alive the story of the birth of Jesus when the angel appears to Mary and God sends the angel Gabriel to announce the good news to Mary that she would give birth to the Savior of all mankind. God also proclaims the good news by His angels to the shepherds in Luke 2, 8-14. He continues on through the story as Luke unfolds the telling of the good news of the birth of the Messiah. How the angels came and a, a great light shone around them and God revealed Himself through the angels to the shepherds. And also we know from Matthew's account that an angel comes and appears to Joseph and also in a dream says to him, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. 
reciting the words of the prophet. Emmanuel means God with us. So God, in His infinite wisdom, in His heart full of love for His people, chose to reveal Himself through the prophets, the great plan of the coming Messiah that would save the people. And then He announces the good news in a supernatural way through the angels to His servant Mary, to the shepherds, and to Joseph. An amazing thing that God would choose His angels as they heralded and proclaimed and announced the birth of the Savior with amazement, wonder, and awe and astonishment. Those who heard it could not believe what they were hearing. You see... God initiates salvation. It comes from God, not of our own doing, not of our own good works, but it all is initiated by God, the Sovereign Lord. Like receiving a gift at Christmas. What do you do and what will happen later tonight and tomorrow morning in your homes? That someone will offer a gift to you. And what do you need to do at that point? It's not something that you earned. It is something being offered to you for free. You need not do anything in return. But a gift is given freely. And it is only for you to reach out your hands and accept it and say thank you. And that is the same with the message of the good news of the Gospel of salvation in Christ that the Messiah has come. And He has announced it through the prophets of old, and He announced it through the angels. That it is good news. It is a gift. That is why we give and receive gifts at Christmas time. To remember that the greatest gift ever given was given by God our Creator to us in the person of the baby Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I can certainly, I cannot imagine being visited by angels today and what that would have been like. Hearing their voices, seeing their appearance as it was back then. But it reminds us also that God is not confined to time and space. But His love goes so deep for us that He did enter into time and space and took on flesh to dwell among men. He is not even bound by death, for in Christ He overcomes the grave and offers life, eternal life for all who trust and believe. Our response then, in like receiving a gift, is simply to say thank you. And then as followers of Christ, we are then to proclaim that good news and to carry on the mission as the prophets proclaimed it, as the angels proclaimed it, that we too are to proclaim the good news of the coming of the Savior of the world.
22, 15 through 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made us to know. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Selective readings from John 10. He who entered by the door is the shepherd of sheep. To him the gatekeeper opened. The sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own knows me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. All I have other sheep's. I'm sorry. And I have other sheep that are not this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. There will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, Father, for this reason, Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. Do we have any shepherds in the house tonight? Anyone here a shepherd? It is thank you. It is hard for us to truly imagine what it is like. To live the life of a shepherd. Shepherds like we read about in these passages. As the story from Luke 1 and then Luke 2 is unfolding, we see that the angels have now appeared to the shepherds. The angels appeared to the shepherds. There was such joy and excitement that it was so contagious. They had to go and see what the angels had told them. Why was it, if you've ever wondered, that God would send His angels to reveal such important news, to reveal the most important event in human history that was about to happen to the lowly shepherds? See, the shepherds in that day were kind of like the poor and the broken and the mistreated in our world today, in our cities and in our towns, those who are often forgotten and cast aside. The shepherds were looked down upon. People would not 
commune with them or fellowship with them. But God, again, in His infinite wisdom, chose to send the angels to appear to the shepherds. And then He gives them an amazing opportunity and an incredible calling to take this important good news and proclaim it and share it. And to go and visit Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. It's very possible that these shepherds in this story were tending not just any flock of sheep, but perhaps they were tending the temple flock. The temple flock of sheep were those being raised for a sacrifice. These were the sheep that were born and then cared for and raised by the shepherds for one purpose, and that was to die. Just as the newborn Savior that the shepherds now heard about, was also born to die. Who would one day proclaim Himself to be the Good Shepherd, as was just read to us from John 10. The Good Shepherd knows His sheep, and His sheep know Him. See, it's all about a relationship. A shepherd, a Good Shepherd, would lay down His life literally for His sheep. So God sent the angels to proclaim the good news to the shepherds, to the common man. For Jesus the Savior is the Savior for all, including those who are marginalized and forgotten and outcast. And then He takes them and He calls them to no higher calling than to go and share and bring the good news. So we are reminded in John 10 that Jesus calls Himself the Good Shepherd. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, I am at the door. I am the door of the sheep. And if anyone enters by Me, he will be saved. And Jesus is saying there that the only way to be reconciled to the Father, is through Him. He says, I am the door. He is not one of the doors. He is the door of the sheep. And anyone who enters by Him will be saved. He says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, for He is the Good Shepherd who lays down His life for His sheep. And not only that, He says, as the Good Shepherd, He knows His own, and His own know Him. Just as the Father in Heaven knows Him, and He knows the Father. That is about an intimate relationship that is offered to us as a gift. A relationship of love, a relationship of compassion from a Savior who knows us And wants us to know Him. When we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, when we give and receive gifts, when we make all of our preparations, let us always remember that we are celebrating the birth of a Savior, yes, but the One who would later proclaim that He is the Good Shepherd 
And we are His sheep. And as the Good Shepherd, He loves us enough to lay down His life for us as a good shepherd would. He says He received this charge from the Father. And He did that for us. Now our response in receiving that gift is to say thank you and then go and proclaim it as the prophets did and as the angels did and now as the shepherds did announcing the Messiah to the world. What hope we hold this starlit night, a king is born in Bethlehem. Our journey long, we seek the light that leads to the hollowing manger ground. What fear we felt in the silent age for hundred years. And he we found a broken by a baby's cry, rejoice in the hallowed manger. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God incarnate. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, praise His name, Emmanuel. The Son of God, here born to lead, a crown of and we beheld this offering exalted now the king of kings praise god for the hollow
Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born of the king, king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. The telling of the Christmas story would certainly not be complete without the reading from Matthew 2, 1-12 to about the Magi. It's really interesting that God chose to reveal Himself to us, His people, through the prophets long ago, supernaturally through the angels, to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds. And through the shepherds, the common man, to then spread the good news. To go and proclaim it, and go and see what God has done. It says in this reading of the account of what happened when the Magi came and had heard of the birth of the king. And when they had followed the star... They came and they asked around. It said after Jesus was born, in the days of Herod the king, wise men from the east, they came to Jerusalem and they said, where is he who was born king of the Jews? And I think it's also interesting to note that they probably got a lot of blank stares. For they had heard about it. And they were skilled and trained in the ways of Astronomy and astrology and science and math and history, these were well-educated men who were probably chief priests in the lands east of Palestine. What we would probably know now today is Iran, Iraq, Turkey, and Syria. That was the area they were coming from. 
And so the people would have known when it said from the east, wise men as they were from the east, most during that time would have assumed where they were coming from and that they were sort of of the priestly and political class of people in that area of the world. And so they came saying, where is he? But not many had heard or had known. See, what's interesting is that they were searching and they were looking. It's also important to note that the words that we use today, magic, magician, they come from the same, the same word. It means a power and ability to influence the course of events using supernatural forces. But these, these wise men, they knew better. They knew that their power had come from God. They were monotheistic. They believed in a God. We don't know for sure that it was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they knew that it was a higher power that was calling them to follow that star. We read in the book of Daniel that these wise men, they would have come from a group of magi that were high-ranking officials in the place of Babylon. If you remember from the story of Daniel and about all that happened with him, we know that Daniel, when he was given authority over men, it said he was given authority over wise men because you remember what he did? He correctly interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream. That was in Daniel 2. So the Magi would, would have learned about that from their ancestors. They would have learned all about the true God of Israel and the promised Savior going all the way back from the telling of the story from Daniel. When Daniel would have talked about the true God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that this class of wise men would have known full well the story of a promised Messiah. And see, since many Jews remained in Babylon after the exile that's talked about there, they would have intermarried and, and uh, would have brought their Jewish faith with them. And so it would have been well known during that time. And so these wise men that came from the East, they knew what it was they were looking for. For their culture itself was influenced by Judaism. And they were God-fearing Gentiles. They would have been asking around, where is this baby? And isn't it also interesting to note that they followed a star, another bright light. From the beginning of the story of God, when He says, let there be light, He reveals Himself in light. And so the birth of Messiah was announced by a star. It was shown to the Magi, that He would then guide them where they should go supernaturally by His very light. By His glory. See, they were looking. And they were searching. Wise men 
still seek Him. He still reveals Himself to His people today. He reveals Himself to you and to me, to all who will search, to all who are looking, they will find Him. For He is the light, and Jesus said of Himself, He is the light of the world. So God announced His plan by the prophets, by the angels, by the shepherds, even through the star of Bethlehem, His very light to the wise men. He reveals Himself to us. In His creation, through His servants, even through us like the shepherds, He uses us now in our response to hearing that story to spread the Word. We are called to carry on the mission of the prophets, of the angels, of the shepherds, of the magi, to continue to spread the good news that Jesus Christ is born. That we are to shine the love that we have within us with loving words and with acts of loving kindness. We are called now to be salt and light to the world. To shine the light of Christ in our hearts outward. So His star still shines today and it shines through us. in his heart, God revealed his plan for redemption for the world through the prophets. He revealed his plan through the angels, 
He spread the good news to the shepherds and through the wise men. And He still does that today. He does that today through you and through me. Through His church, we are called to be lights in a dark and broken world. Like the shepherds, common people, living our lives from day to day, but always ready to be used by God to share the good news. So in just a moment, we will conclude our time together by lighting candles as you received one on the way in. And when all candles are lit, we will then sing together Silent Night. So in just a moment, what will happen is the men will come down the aisles and light the candle of the first person in the aisle. And then as your candle is lit, just hold it straight and the person next to you will take their unlit candle and hold it and, be in, and, and will light it. And the beauty of doing this together is that it represents what we are now called to do as the church, doesn't it? To spread the light. To spread the light of the world. Because as followers of Jesus Christ, we know the Word of God tells us that we have Him in our hearts. And so we have been brought from death to life, from darkness to light. For God proclaimed the good news, and now we are to do the same. In all that we say and all that we do, with words of love and affirmation, with acts of loving kindness, we are to carry on Christ's mission to share the good news. So when we celebrate the birth of a Savior at Christmas time, let us remember that it is the greatest gift ever given to the world and to each of us personally, intimately, that we can have a relationship through Jesus Christ with our Creator, our Father God. And so now the candles will be lit. Take a moment as you listen to the song being played, as you light the candles, to just reflect on all that you've been re- reminded of tonight, what you're looking forward to later when you go home and tomorrow morning, that as you give and receive gifts, that you do it in the name of Jesus, remembering what God has done for you. That just as God proclaimed the good news of the coming Savior and revealed Himself to the world, that you would do the same on His behalf as representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ. you stand with us and we'll sing this song together. Silent 
enjoy together a silent night, a holy night, remembering the wondrous star that lent us its light, the glory of God Himself. 
With the angels we sing, hallelujah to our newborn King. For Christ the Savior is born to us this day. Christ the Savior is born. God, would you help us to shine that light so brightly that it would be contagious, to never hide it under a bushel, that we would always be willing to go and to do what you call us to do, being your light to this world until you return for us. We look forward to that day, but give us strength, humility, until then, as we carry and shine your light high, proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Amen. Merry Christmas and go in peace. Son of God by name. 